I know I did this intro before, but as Chris Berman would say, back, 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 gone. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Championship or Bust with Mac, Zach, and Josh. Now, we do have a regular episode for you today, but we are shooting this on Home Run Derby Day. So even though this won't be out until quite a bit after the fact, anytime I can make Chris Berman the intro, I'm going to make him the intro. During this pod, you will hear me consider leaving the little hiatus looking at Randy Rosarena winning the Derby at plus 850. And actually now that's gone up to plus 950. Uh, probably not going to do it, but you can Don't either ask me or call me a genius because of the hindsight. Gambling the odds are a beautiful thing. It makes you think you can win anything. So be on the lookout for that. Anyone want to take the risk of calling out their home run derby champ right about now? Go Adley. Adley? Mr. Rushman, baby. Mr. If there was ever a person to laugh at, Zach has to do it every time. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Zach does love his singles hitters. (laughs) Adley is not a singles hitter. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't actually help that he's a switch hitter either. I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta pick Vlad. Perfect. You know, he 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 hit the most home runs. What was it last year or two years ago? Uh, I think this is his year. So we have Vladdy, Adley, and a Rosarena. We have a three and eight shot of one of us being right. So that'll be nice. Or we'll all look like idiots. So now that all of you lovely listeners are listening well after the home run derby, we are going to move well back into the past. Uh, we have a fun episode. We're going to go back to when we were in sixth grade and go a hundred years before that. Oh, 1911. Um, I'm sure John McGraw and Rube Marquardt were somewhere in 1911 thinking there's going to be some 20-something-year-old nerds who are going to be thinking about every move we made in 1911 in 2023. So might as well start doing that. Josh, go ahead with the breakdown. I don't know if you're calling a nerd here, man. All right. We're on a podcast discussing 1911. No comment. All right. So (laughs) – 1911 World Series to the Philadelphia Athletics and the New York Giants was actually a rematch of the 1905 World Series, which we covered a little while ago. And in that World Series, the Giants cruised to a 4-1 victory, but this time, the Athletics were pretty much the better team. The Athletics basically ran away with the AL. They won the division by 13.5 games, and the Giants didn't do too bad either. They won the NL by 7.5 games. Uh, the, uh, the series started, the Giants ended up taking up Game 1, in a two-to-one game, Christy Madison would end up setting the postseason record for consecutive scoreless innings against one team, setting the record at 28 innings, a record that wouldn't be broken until 2013 by Mac's favorite player, Justin Verlander, who, funny enough, and Boo. funny enough, he also did it against the Athletics. Boo! Boo! Yes, you know how you feel. Poverty Boo, Justin Verlander, boo. So, game two... Home run Baker, finally living up to that nickname, broke a 1-1 tie. Oh, yeah. Two-run homer. That set as a difference maker in a 3-1 game. Given the Athletics the tie of the series at one. Game three, similar heroics from home run Baker with a solo home run off of Christy Mathewson with one out in the ninth inning, down by one, tying the game up. And this is basically where they say that that nickname actually came from. Uh, clutch home runs, back-to-back games. And Baker actually ended up singling and scoring the winning run on an error in the 11th inning for that game. And then after this game, there were then six consecutive days of rain due to a monsoon sweeping over the country. <laughs> six Are we joking consecutive right now? days of rain. 
not joking. That is this insane. is the longest delay between games in the World Series until 1989 when an earthquake, the earthquake, earthquake, and right? funny enough, yeah. between the Athletics and Giants. <laughs> so, yeah. So That's after six insane. days of rain, Chief Bender goes out, throws a really good game, and the Athletics get a nice three to one lead. And game five had the Giants down two runs, bottom of the ninth inning, season on the line. A's were looking to clinch, but they choked and they ended up letting the Giants tie the game with two outs in the inning, and then the Giants won the game on a sack fly in a 10th. But uh, Philly was... Wow. One thing <laughs> never change. Philly seemed a little uh, pissed off at that point and uh, just absolutely pounded the Giants to a 13-2 victory in the next game, uh, oh taking the God. title. Yeah, the A's actually scored as many runs in that game, 13, as the Giants did in the entire series. Also, as many runs as they've scored this whole season. But carry right. on. Uh, the ace pitching staff held the Giants to a 175 batting average, which is the lowest ever for a six-game series. Oof. And the Giants didn't exactly That's help tough. themselves, giving up 16 errors. Pretty much all the newspapers said it wasn't even a close series at all. And speaking of newspapers, the funniest part about this series is that uh, Matthewson, after the game that Baker had a home run off of his teammate, uh, Rube Marquard, how if I say that right? Uh, Mason goes to the newspapers and he's like, I can't believe this guy giving up a home run. Like, what is this crap? And then uh, Mason gave a home run the next game. <laughs> Look at these World Series moments they're having. Imagine being in that game. Uh, A's down, home run Baker hitting that game. home run off Matthews. That that's got to be something, I right? I tell my grandkids about it. Yeah. We got to go to the game, guys. <laughs> home run Baker's in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, and that's it. That's that's your game breakdown. Athletics take it. So we will move on to our next segment, the Hall of Famers. We have a lot of returners this time around and one newcomer who Josh Ray touched base on. So we'll make this nice and quick. Uh, umpires Bill Clem and Tom Connolly are back once again uh, for your World Series champion athletics. Connie Mack wins his second World Series, and this was his fourth AL pennant. Frank Homer Baker, as mentioned earlier, had not one but two home runs in his second World Series oh. appearance. Uh, a lot of home runs there. <laughs> uh, Chief Bender, third appearance, uh, went 2-1 and one with a 1.04 ERA. Uh, so six runs overall, but three of them were considered earned in 26 innings. Good outings for him. Eddie Collins, who we talked about last pod, is the, one of the most underrated players ever. His second appearance... Did okay this series. He hit 286 with a 681 OPS. Only had one double. That was the only extra base hit he had and an RBI. And then Eddie Plank, his third appearance, but second series that he actually played in. Remember, he didn't play in 1910. 1-1 one one with a 1.86 ERA. Uh, moving on to the Giants, John McGraw, his third NL pennant. He is now 1-2 uh, because he won one World Series in 1905, which we talked about back then. We have the... Boy wonder Christy Matthewson, second appearance, one and two with a two ERA. So eight runs, 27 innings. Uh, for perspective, he had a 1.99 ERA over the course of the season and a two even ERA in the World Series. So it was pretty much exactly how he was playing the whole year. Uh, led the league in ERA, just, you know, was on the losing end twice. Uh, and then we have the newcomer who Josh mentioned and pronounced correctly, Rube Marquardt. His World Series debut, he was inducted in 1971 through a veterans committee. And we're starting to see some of the Frankie Frisch group coming in. So for those of you who don't know, Frankie Frisch was a Hall of Fame player and then the chairman of the Veterans Committee for many years. A lot of San Francisco and New York Giants getting in, a lot of uh, players from Frankie Frisch's time period getting in. 
Many of them just so happen to play with Frankie Frisch, so draw your own conclusions there. And they also happen to be people that Bill James, Jay Jaffe, Joe Posnanski all come out again saying that they probably didn't deserve to be there. Uh, Joe Posnanski, who wrote the Baseball 100, one of the best sellers last year, uh, called him the worst pitcher in the Hall of Fame in 2014. Oh. Um, but he also never, almost never got to play because his dad wouldn't let him. His dad was an engineer in Cleveland, and he told him that he wouldn't be allowed back home if he ever went to play baseball. Oh, my God. So the Giants bought his contract for 11000 which was a record at the time, $11,000. <laughs> and his nickname became the $11,000 beauty until he started messing up and became the $11,000 lemon. <laughs> so his career numbers, 207 and 177 record, 3.08 career ERA. Remember, a lot of these guys were around two. 1,500 career strikeouts. He did finish 7th and 8th in MVP voting in two straight years, and he has a 32.4 career war, averages 73 for pitchers. Oh, my God. Not even halfway there. And his peak war was about 20 away, 30.1 versus the average 49.9. So definitely a fresh guy. Was not on my list when I did it. Um, But he is welcome here. So welcome, uh, Rube Marquardt, the championship (laughs) or bust. In the series itself, he went 0-1 with a 1.54 ERA. So he did pretty well. He had 1.54, had two earned runs, six total runs, but two of them were earned in 11 innings pitched, um, one uh, eight-to-one strikeout-to-walk ratio. So he did a good job. Uh, so I feel kind of bad that it feels like we're ragging on him, but uh, definitely a you know questionable Hall of Famer is the nice way to put it. So oh, yeah. Uh, that's it for the Hall of Famers. We'll kind of move on to the uh, current stuff. So, obviously, All-Star Weekends. I know there's some stuff that some of you want to cover, so I'll open the floor. Okay. I want to set this uh, segment up for Sherm. We're going to go into All-Star snubs, but first I just wanted to get his rant in here because I need to hear it. Um, I'm going to give him two questions. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. How? Okay. How can you outperform numbers and <laughs> how can you not look at film while you sit on your ass all day and do nothing in the dugout? Okay. Go ahead. The floor is yours. So outperforming numbers. Numbers and numbers. Wins or wins. It happens or it doesn't. I don't know what kind of dumb crap that is. Right. Okay. This is like, you know, <laughs> this is like we're handing out participation trophies. Okay. You either win or you don't. I, I don't I don't know what to say. It's either you're getting a hit or you're not. It doesn't matter if you if you're hitting a you know a 370 foot fly ball where the fence is 371 feet and the guy catches it, or you hit a little shitty dribble at a pitcher and he throws you out at first. An out's an out. All right, if it ain't landing or ain't going over the fence, it, it's an out. I, I don't care. It, it it makes absolutely no sense. And you can talk about all these guys. Oh, they're just flipping, but they're hitting the ball. But Josh. Glaber is batting 180, but Boone says he's outperforming Glaber's his numbers. And he's, th- and he's telling us that he should be an all-star. There's like 12 shortstops in the league that no. bat 250. But batting average doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he it's not like he's hitting home yeah. runs, dude. He's got like 12 on a year. That's not a lot. I know. But it's Glaber day. I mean, is it, <laughs> is it because everybody else on the team is that bad? I mean, really. 
Maybe. I just want to revisit one thing. Uh, you mentioned there's no participation trophies. However, don't mean to cross boards completely, oh but the NBA is doing the midseason tournament now. Oh, we're not going to. I yeah. guess we are ushering Ooh. into an era of participation trophies. Dude, I watched the video they released on that. I got about halfway through the video and they started explaining it. And I just went, what the heck am I watching? And I just, I just, don't <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even stomach it. It's so dumb. It makes me sick. Dude, it was like two questions. One, why do the players care? <laughs> And number two, why do we care? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But you can continue your rant now. It's just when you said participation trophies, it opened up a rant in me. Oh, and oh the rant hasn't even started so yet. Go ahead. We're, we're getting into this one. Oh, because I know Zach, Zach set this one up specifically to talk about the chicken parm incident. And this is the stupidest <laughs> thing that I have ever heard as a Yankee fan. That Fulvey invites some guys from AAA to his house for dinner. And... They make chicken parm. Excellent choice. They Absolutely. sit down. Yes. Top tier food item. <laughs> they, they sit down. They eat. They talk. They drink. They start watching some old videotape of last year in AAA. Fulpy's struggling. He's hitting like 200 on the air. Fans are starting to rag on him. They want this guy to be the golden boy. They want to be the next Derek Jeter. It just ain't happening yet. And they're watching videos. And yet. Triple-A catcher, Austin Wells, looks at the video and goes, Hey, Anthony, your stance is, like, totally different. Like, what happened? And they all sit there and they look at it and they go, Oh, my God, you're right. I changed my stance. So Volpe goes, Whoa. and he changes his stance, and he's hit 380 since. How, as a professional <laughs> hitting coach of a guy that is struggling, do you not go look at old videos when he was hitting well you think and then how the as a manager that, right? do you find this out and not fire him immediately this was a month this happened a month ago but Josh Cashman never fires anyone mid-season I, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard I don't fire guys mid-season because I want to let them go through the whole season because we do it season by season that's why you have a freaking win Cashman you haven't won anything <laughs> you suck how many hitting coaches, how many times have I watched games where Yankees batters will look at two fastballs down the middle and then swing at a slider in the dirt? That's not a this guy is bad problem. That's a this approach for the team is bad. That's a hitting coach problem. That is a managerial problem. Thank God Frank the Tank is not a Yankee fan. Oh, God. He would have just went. <laughs> I so am Frank the Tank of the Yankees. That's McFable. Fable. But it's just bad. It, I just it is oh, such a bad look for the hitting coach and the organization as a whole that a triple A hitter would go back and look at old video and figure out how to fix your star freaking future player. And nobody on the team, nobody in management ever right. even considered doing that. That is just so bad. And if that if I'm an owner and I see that if that's not grounds for firing everybody, I don't know what is. Now, Josh, far be it from me to ever want to add more fuel to your fire. <laughs> Never but that. You were for a while um, a big, I don't want to say fan, but a Gary Sanchez apologist. <laughs> when we were all turning against him. You were the one who was saying, but he's still the best hitting catcher in the league. Uh, you know, he has so much potential. He does this and that. 
do you think that this coaching issue could have maybe solved the Gary Sanchez problem and the countless other players that uh, Greg Bird, Greg Bird, have shown up for a year or two and then yes. fall off a cliff? I mean, the Yankees hitting coaches are terrible. Their approach at the plate is atrocious. It's not, yeah, you know, they every time they seem to have some like new guy come in, the guy is great. You know why? Because using the hitting approach, they learned somewhere else. And then two years later, now he's doing whatever the Yankees hitting coaches are telling him to do. He sucks. Why? Why? I never thought of it like Why? that. He's not wrong, man. Look at the Mayhew. You're wrong. Why? What You're the not, hell look at DJ LeMahieu. You're right. Guy was a yeah. 300 hitter. Yeah, he played in Colorado. Whatever. The guy was a 300 hitter. Batting champ. Batting champ. Non-existent now. What's he hitting now? 260? How Around many of their there. top prospects could have panned out? Greg Bird. Greg Bird. I was just gonna say Greg Bird. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look. I mean, they got guys yeah. like, you know. I mean, the one that stands out to me, honestly, is Billy McKinney, because this guy was in the Yankee system. He was not very good. Mm-hmm. He went elsewhere. He came back. He's hitting really well. How long is that gonna last until they corrupt him again, or until he gets figured out one way or another? But yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, if I'm if I'm playing against the Yankees, I throw you two fastballs down the middle. I throw you a slider away. I do that the whole game. I can fi- I can finish the damn game right? in sixty pitches. It ain't that hard. Right. That's what Jameson Tyone did the other night when I was yeah. there. And his stuff has nothing. He had what a seventy ERA? That's, That's embarrassing. He had a seventy ERA. He throws eight That's innings embarrassing. of one hit. A guy that tops out at ninety three, throwing seven, throwing whatever. What did he throw? Eight innings. Threw eight innings. He threw eight innings. And then they turned it right to Alzole or whatever his name is. But we have idiots like Aaron Boone coaching the team where he's got Domingo Armand throwing six innings of one hit ball. Oh, let's pull him out. We gotta save arms. We wanted to go out of the, we wanted to go to the all-star break on a good note. Then has to use seven pitchers to finish the game and they lose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it's just like it's just, just... constant stupid thing after stupid thing after stupid thing. Don't get it, man. How yes, do you the Yankees used film? five pitchers the night I went. They had two hits. They used oh. three more pitchers than hits. But but Cashman oh has to surround himself with idiots because he's an idiot, and he can use them to be the scapegoats for his stupidity. That's what it is. That's why he will never fire Boone. That's the problem is that we're not going to move anywhere because uh, it's Hal, the same thing. Hal yeah, has to like take his head now. out of his behind. All right? Somebody has to wave the freaking cash in front of his nose and wake him up like smelling salts, and be like, "Listen, you gotta, you gotta drain the swamp, man. You gotta, gotta get rid of everybody and start fresh." Dude, did you guys hear his interview on Michael K? I know it's a while ago now, but he he said he doesn't know why the why the fans are upset. He's like, "Oh, I understand. They're they're passionate, but it's a little early this yeah, year." Yeah, you're no. in fourth place like, in the division. What do you mean? The break. Yeah, <laughs> your best player's hurt. No one's batting over 260 on the damn team. And we suck. We've been playing sub-500 ball for a month now. Well, the whole plan was sign Judge for whatever he wants and then, you know, let anything else well, fall yeah. into place. It doesn't you work. Know, it, was, it was the same thing it's every awful. year. It's, it's, it doesn't work in any Oh, sport. well, we have no hitting, but hey, we're going to go, try to fix our pitching. So what do they do? They have Cole's pitching really well. Nestor's been hurt all year. Rondon's been hurt all year. Yeah. Severino needs an Alec Manoa treatment. Uh, Clark Schmidt oh, still yeah. sucks. <laughs> Domingo Ramon throws throws one really good game, and then, game. Throws, and then and then gives up eight really runs the next game. game. And it's just a repeating cycle of this. 
Yeah. Actually, now that you mention it, uh, going back to Friday and Saturday night, Severino gives up how many runs? Yeah. So Saturday I go to the game, Carlos Rodon's debut. I know. He threw a good game. Does anyone know? And he did. Mm-hmm. Do you guys happen to know what the giveaway was? I know you're both out of towners. Severino bobblehead night. Luis Severino bobblehead. <laughs> so I go, oh, I get a bobblehead. And my mindset is, you know what? I'm going to sell it on eBay, get a free ticket. I can't give the thing away for $10. <laughs> I can't give it away for the cost of prospect. shipping. Uh, I've had enough. It's I've I've had enough of him. It's done. They've they've they put him out too many He's times this season. Never and I've been not for a while. Yeah, you have to send them somewhere else. You cannot just keep parading him out there. And that's what they want to do. They have all these pitching prospects in AAA that are ready to go, but they will continue to parade guys out there like Severino, like Clark Schmidt. That suck. <laughs> it's 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 that simple. Like, if the guy has no command, one thing we do. and his spin rate's down, send him to AAA. Let him figure it out. You cannot have a guy like Johnny Brito thrown once every freaking 30 days when the guy's a good pitcher and Severino's got an ARA. It just doesn't make sense. The guy is not a, The guy is not an all-star. He's not 35 years old. He hasn't hit the point where you should just stay there and figure it out. Send him down. Right. The one thing I will say about Cashman, though, he always finds a way to get a good bullpen. The bullpen is like constantly coming out. Unless your name is Ronnie Marinaccio. Killing it. Right. Everyone else has been great, but. James, I, like <laughs> I do too, and he's not. Yeah, me too, but. No, no he's, he's not. not one that needs to I, like I give him credit. Pulls these guys out of nowhere. Shreve, back yeah, in the day, I miss talk. him. Holmes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is he really? He's oh, a long yeah. duck too. Wow. Oh man. That yeah, just threw dude, me for It's a like loop. they got so many uh the whole not whole player. MLB players now. They had Shreve, although I think he got his contract bought. They had Murphy who got his contract bought. They had Tahada. They have they still have Tahada. They have Alejandro Deaza. They have and then oh, they have yeah. Wilson Ramos. Oh wow. And they got another guy, Corey Dickerson. That's crazy. I'm not Corey Dickerson. Alex, Dick- Alex wow, Dickerson. Yeah. Alex Dickerson. These are all like. Oh, okay. Okay. Big names, though. Wilson Ramos. Look at them. Yeah, we got to go to CI. <laughs> we got to go catch Ruben Tejada, man. He said no one ever. <laughs> oh, my we got to go see Ruben Tejada right. and that, Daniel Murphy. That, uh, that concludes the uh, Yankee rant. Let's, let's move on to All Stars. Yay. Okay. Oh, boy. I mean, obviously, I know the roster's jam-packed. I just wanted to run through a few snubs and see what you guys thought. I'll read out their, the name, the numbers. Um, so, obviously, Wander Franco is on the team now due to the injury replacement, but he originally he wasn't selected. 288 average, 44 ribbies, 28 stolen bases. I know Seager is batting 380, but they actually have the same war, and I just thought that Franco should have been... Okay, so so you bring up Seager. The one that I would bring up here is Whit Merrifield, who has absolutely no business being on the roster whatsoever. And the fact that he got in when the Blue Jays have like 12 guys on the roster is disgraceful. Disgraceful. Yeah, I don't know. He shouldn't be on the roster at all, let alone being an above Franco. Exactly. I don't know what they're doing there. Because Bichette's already on the team too, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I have no idea how Wanda Franco missed. But what threw me off was that I know starters are picked by fans, and the Ranger fans did a great, great job with picking their infield, getting everyone in. But how 
in the world can Jose Ramirez not be starting at third I don't over know. Josh Young? And I, I complimented Josh Young in our MLB in-season preview. I said he would do well. We get it. How many times are you going to bring it up? I'm very proud of that. Plug. <laughs> Mac the Psychic, Josh Young. Okay. Was going to do very well for the Rangers. However, he's not starting in the All-Star game good. No. I mean, we're having Jose Ramirez come off the bench. He He's so underrated, it's ridiculous. Cleveland fans should be embarrassed yeah. to have him. And then they wonder why people leave. Uh, we also, yeah, the AL Comedy Central is ridiculous. How bad. So, honestly, the NL Central, too, the fact that the Reds are this good. Dude, it, it is, is so weird out here. That's it is so weird out here in right Ohio there. where I got, I got guys that are Yankee fans here, and we're sitting there going, God, I hate the Yankees. They are so bad. But you know what? The Reds, they look really good. We should go to a Reds game. Like, they're doing really good. And we look at the record. They're one game apart from each other. Like, that's how different wow. it is in these two lands. That the Reds are so happy where they're at. Mm-hmm. The Patriots are so pissed off. Yeah. Standards. That is going to be my all-star snub pick, Ellie De La Cruz. I know he hasn't been up the whole time, but fans want to see stars. Fans, fans want to, to vote see entertainment. Yeah, I think I that's did. just a rookie thing. Like, it's going to happen. I wrote him in. Good. Um, uh, my Reds guy was Spencer Steer. Plays first base, third base, utility. 283 average, 50 of ribbies, 14 home runs. He's quietly one of the best rookies, get, but he's played most of the year. Like, I know Cruz came up later. His OPS is higher than Alonzo's, so, uh, you know, all the stat nerds out there can uh, put Alonso their shouldn't be an all-star I either. I know. <laughs> like, if you have to have a Met, I get it. Like, Senga got in last minute. Senga probably should have been the guy to be. To be honest, with. put in Nemo. Nemo's better than Alonzo this year. Nemo's better than Alonzo. Honestly, as disappointing as Lindor has been, he probably should have been in over Alonzo. But the middle infield's so deep in the NL that I get why he didn't. Yeah. But I just don't see how Alonzo gets it at all. I mean, I'm I'm not a war guy, but Lindor has more than double Alonzo's war. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't get that either. Yeah. Well, use it to fuel that narrative. That's fine. I don't, I don't get how Alonzo makes it. Especially when you got, you know, Freddie Freeman is obviously a stud. I mean, oh, and yeah. Matt Olson's the best hitter in baseball right now. And Paul Goldschmidt was, last, Paul year's was last year's MVP. And he's not even there. Yeah, that's, that was my other one. Paul Goldschmidt. He didn't make it either. No, he's not on the damn team. And don't get me wrong. The that's Cardinals bad. are abysmal, and they should be laughed at wholeheartedly. Point like finger pointing, laughed at. Ah. The NL Comedy Central and the AL Comedy Central. It's ridiculous. Both divisions are disgraceful. Has to be there, though. That's disgusting. I know. Um, just another one I also thought of. I know Arizona has um, – oh, what's the kid's name? He's going. Corbin Carroll? Yes. Said. But Cattell Marte, he's batting nearly 300, 44 ribbies, 15 home runs. He's a big reason the Diamondbacks are where they are. I think that he'd be there. Yeah, they should have had more Diamondbacks represented. I mean, they have three of them represented. The market. Oh, I guess. You have Gallon starting. Yeah, good point, good point. And everyone's favorite, Michael Waka, is 8-2, by the way. With a 2.84 ERA. I know, I can't believe that either. (laughs) I don't know. See, I mean, you say that that, that Cattell Marte should be there, but then his teammate, you know, Perdomo, like, what is this guy? This guy has absolutely no business being here. A 270 hitter with five home runs? Get out of here. How is that an all-star? Yeah, that's a good point. 
the reserves get picked by their peers and the management, right? Yeah, uh, peers, management, front and, office. Yeah, I think that's it, basically. Yeah, so I don't know. That's dumb. Um, but I did save the best one for last. Fernando Tatis Jr. is not going to be <clears throat> at the All-Star <throat> game. <clears throat> right, but that was – no, I get it. Listen, that was last year. He is presumably clean now, right? Well, Peter all so he's still <laughs> batting 285, 44 ribbies, 14 stolen bases, and what 14 home runs. Now? All of – oh, that's right. Uh, what, left field? I don't freaking know. Yeah, he's not making <laughs> this team based on the outfield they have. Yeah, no. Uh, but all uh-huh. these numbers are better than – Orlando Arcia, who is the starting shortstop for uh, the Braves, who is starting. I think Tatis should be there. At least be there. He's a star. Well, well hold on. Hold He's on, another guy on, that you would on. go to. You have to but you have to do his by position. You can't just say that he should be playing because of whatever. If he's the fifth best shortstop, but he's playing really well, well, he's the fifth best shortstop. Oh, well. But Tatis is playing the outfield. Am I, am I correct by that statement? Then no, he has no right, business right. being on this team. But if you're close in your borderline, it should go to the bigger name. I'm sorry. Like, that's what you're doing the All-Star Game for. It's for entertainment. It just feels you like you leader, should... The only thing great. I could say... But if you have two guys with similar stats... The only thing I could say about Tatis is that, yes, he probably should have made a team over Juan Soto. But if the league is the one putting these guys in, they're not going to put him in. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, it's right. a, it's a shame. Why is it a shame? Because he's not... Obviously, he's not using steroids anymore, so you got to rebuild his image. You can't rebuild that. It's over. Put the best player in. Put the entertainment in. Dude's a star. He's the top ten. He's in the top five most popular uh, jerseys. Kids. I think the only reason why they did that was if they were going between Tatis and Soto, they're both equal star level guys. I guess. The same people who will go to a game to see Tatis Jr. will go to a game to see Juan Soto. I want to Peter. And we'll talk about Michelin stars eventually on this podcast. They're both three star Michelin guys. You go in to see them no matter what. I want to Peter and Yep. If it was him against some random guy, it wouldn't matter. And Tatis would get in. On the Philly side, I'm surprised Harper didn't. I know he didn't have the best year, but just on star power alone. But it's because Castellanos is actually playing up to his contract this year and playing really well. He's also DHing, isn't he? Yeah. That hurts him. Yeah, I guess Solaire. Right off the bat, Solaire is mashing. So, you know, if you're only playing fifty something games to start the year and you're a DH, yeah, you're already a setback. But he's having a good season. I agree yes. with that. But I would put in a guy like Ellie De La Cruz who played an incomplete I, season. I don't know how you could him. put De La Cruz yes. in for guys play thirty games. This game's ninety. This season's ninety games old. Excitement. Yeah, but you just can't. You can't. What is the game called, Josh? The All Star Game. It's called I Want Money. <laughs> Would you rather have seen Ellie Dela Cruz in this year, or with all due respect, Jake Cronenworth in the last two years? I'd rather I mean, see I'm, Ellie not, Dela Cruz. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you that I would rather see Dela Cruz. But he played thirty games. He played. He played a third of the season. Yeah, it's, they're not gonna. There's got to be a requirement. And these were, and these were also sure. picked weeks ago, which means he probably only played about twenty games yeah. when it started getting picked. So no, I don't. I don't know. Once you, if you steal three bases in one at bat, I think you should automatically be just considered an extra all star. Really? Because I mean, I, crazy, I think some pretty, some pretty bad players, like you know, that, that are only good at stealing bases. You know, like oh, Quentin Murray. Fuck that guy. <laughs> you have, you secretly guy. love Quentin Murray. It's so bad. <laughs> I cannot believe you bring him up. Get he was him. in your I hate him. I hate him. I, hate him. I absolutely hate him. 
He he's like out of all the guys that have gone through the Long Island Ducks, you know, Atlantic League, professional, independent league. Other than Dan Lyons, I hate Quentin Berry the second most. I did not expect to have two Long Island Duck references <laughs> yeah, in the span of an a half hour tonight. <laughs> that was Dude, the guy was like a two eleven hitter in friggin' an independent league, and he was getting called up because he's fast. Like, there's guys hitting like Jordan Valdespin hit like 400, and they didn't, nobody called him up. But Quentin Berry's oh, hitting yeah, 212, yeah. but goddamn, that guy is fast. His last three seasons, 2014, 2015, 2017, he played 25 total games, and in all three seasons, he had a negative 100 OPS plus. Oh my god! I believe the lowest score you can and get. And he has a freaking World Series <laughs> ring. <laughs> When the Red Sox won, when the Red Sox won, he had, he had three appearances. Pinch runner, he had three stolen bases. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it pays to be fast. <laughs> it does. Now, any autograph collector who's collecting the World Series team has, has to, to go Quentin Berry. I did it for the Yankees 09 team. Uh, and I, I have Alfredo Aceves, Damaso Marte, and Jabba Chamberlain in there. Oh, Alfredo Aceves, what a name. I remember that guy. Now he it's lucrative. He can go to any signing and charge probably at least twenty to thirty bucks a person to get it. Probably can make a couple thousand per appearance. Disgusting. And he did it in big markets. Disgusting. I'm fast. Good for him. I'm happy for him. I ran the bases and got a million dollars for it. Hey, good for him. <laughs> Everyone needs a hustle. Uh, you're not wrong. Yeah, you know, we could use a guy like Quentin Barry right now. Honestly, we already have, we already have too many sure, why not? on the bat. Why not? Yeah. And that will wrap up our 1911 episode of Championship or Bust. Hopefully, Randy Rosarena wins the Home Run Derby. Thank uh, you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.